was good, Toronto? It's your boy, Mr. New York on the ones and twos. This is my first ever sports podcast. We about to get it popping. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yo, what's poppin', people? All the hoopsters, all the, the ballers out there what, that want to get a quality basketball show. I'm going to bring that to you. I'm going to bring that to you. This is my first ever sports podcast. Anybody that knows me knows I'm all about sports. I love sports. So if you're the type of person that, you know, tired of the same old radio, same old stuff on, on TV, you know, or when they're just giving you one thing and one thing only, nah, this is not that type of show. Like, I'm trying to touch base on everything, um, but I do got my top three, basketball, football, and baseball. You know, those are my top three, but for the most part, I do touch base on hockey. I even touch base on a little wrestling. I know that's not sports, but sports entertainment, you know what I mean? So that's going to be some of the stuff I'm going to talk about. But y'all know what it is, man. Already, it's it's playoff time. It's playoff time. P- playoffs? What? It's playoffs time. You know what I'm saying? So, if y'all have been snowed in like I have, you got a lot of opportunity to watch all the games. Like I'm, I'm talking about. I watch all the games this week, except for the one that's going on right now, which is Houston, which I'm, I'm monitoring on my phone right now. So let's get into the Raptors, man. Raptors came in number one seed in the East. Most wins, 59 wins, going up against the Washington Wizards. John Wall came back from injury. Bradley Bill playing like a solid, solid all-star. And Otto Porter rounds out the big three. So that's the matchup. You got Raptors, Kyle Lowry, DeMar, and the bench versus the Wizards. Now, I came into this game thinking the Raptors should and would win. Now, I know that Kyle Lowry and DeRozan, they talk about the motivation you know, they have always lost the first game of the first round, the first game of the first uh, matchup. So Kyle Lowry talking about they're going to treat game one like game seven. So I was like, okay, they got, they, got, they got the ammunition that they need to come out and not play a slouch game. And when they started the game, that's what was happening. You know what I mean? They, they looked like they was ready. They looked like a team that was composed and they, they knew what they wanted to do. But before we get into the game, what the hell was going on with the roof leak, yo? This snow is really impacting everybody. Like, ACC roof is leaking before the game start, game delayed. You know what I'm saying? So you got to wait for that. But when the game got started, Raptors jump out to a 10-4 to lead. They go into JV early, which is smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got Gortat on the other side. But compared to JV and Gortat, I like that matchup better. So they're going to, they feed in J, uh, JV early, which is good. You know, playing the post. Washington looked like they was kind of going through the motions. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it looked like they came, but they wasn't, they wasn't ready to play. You know what I mean? They wasn't ready to play. So Raptors doing their thing, coming out, showing that they are the number one seed. Because a lot of people are saying Raptors is not. They're like a phony, you know, number one seed. Like they're like Atlanta Hawks from a couple years ago, where sixty something wins. Raptors at fifty nine, but like just 
they got the wins in the regular season, but when it comes to playoffs, they don't, they're not seen as a contender. Now, Toronto, that's something that you've been dealing with since the Raptors came into the league, you know what I'm saying? Like the Raptors haven't been seen on the mainstream in the U.S., so they're not taken as, as a contender as, let's just say, a LeBron-led team, which is something I think the Raptors are going to use for ammunition going throughout the playoffs. I think this is the year that they want to really use that and go forward because at the end of the day, you got LeBron in the second round. After that, it's a conference finals. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. So I thought the Raptors came out strong, came out early. Shouts out to Masai Ujiri, first of all. One, getting rid of Bruno Gaboclo. <laughs> getting rid of Bruno Gaboclo because, like, that man was never going to play for the team, like, straight up. Got himself a solid rookie that, as a rookie, this is what you want to see. Somebody that can come in and play some valuable minutes. OG. OG has been a fan favorite, I think, throughout the whole playoffs because I think the fans know that, okay, you got DeMar as a rookie, which is great, but now you got to start breeding the next couple of rookies behind him, right? So you got Siakam, and then you got OG, Fred Van Vliet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell that the, the city loves the homegrown talent. You know what I mean? So OG played hard, hit a couple threes, you know what I mean? Strong on the defensive end. And I think the Raptors really needed that from that from, from OG in this spot. Because again, DeMar and Lowry, when it comes to the playoffs, these guys are inconsistent is the best word. You know what I mean? Inconsistent. Now, when I was going into the game and I'm, I'm watching no Fred Van Vliet, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, Fred Van Vliet, he's good, especially within the second unit. Now it's going to be on DeLon. And yo, DeLon showed out. Like, really and truly, DeLon was a, was a really uh, staple in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? So, shouts out to DeLon. Did his thing, earning his minutes. You know what I mean? Earning the time on the floor. But he's gotten it through the season. I think one of the, one of the broadcasters said it. Like, yo, he's kind of been bred for this because he's been playing late minutes. So, Dwayne Casey kind of knowing what to do. Okay, I got a man that knows the situation, knows the tension, can get in there, and, you know I mean, he's not afraid of the moment. So DeLon, with the absence of Fred Van Vliet, I think he held, uh, he held his spot down, you know what I mean? So some, something you want to do, and with the other games I want to talk about, as a, you know, fresh, coming into the playoffs, and this is like maybe your first or your second playoffs, you got to start looking for the moments, you know what I mean? You got to start looking for those Kobe moments, those LeBron moments where, your name starts to ring, you know what I mean? Like if someone's like, yo, what about this person? They can think about your playoff highlight, you know what I'm saying? So all in all, I think the Raptors came out solid. They had a few lulls, but I think they were solid in their performance. Wizards fought back. John Wall, beast, beast mode on them. I mean, he was dropping dimes everywhere, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think this matchup is a... At least a five-game series, five, six, and I'm gonna say Raptors winning in five or six. Um, I'm seeing the Wizards. I'm not seeing the Wizards getting them, the getting one on Tuesday, but I'm definitely seeing them getting one at home, and then from there, you know what I mean. So I think the Raptors are gonna go go into game two confident, ready to go, and I think the Wizards got a tough fight on their hands. But Raptors solid win, you know what I mean? <laughs> solid, solid win. So keep up the good work. And we're going to move on to the second game.
and I think this is so far the game of the weekend. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not watching um, Houston right now because I'm recording, but that Boston Celtics game versus the Milwaukee Bucks. That was the game. And I'm like, yo, I'm not a big Boston fan, but trust me, I'm rooting for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Like, those two young cats, you can start to see, like, yo, Kyrie might be, you know, expendable. Like, you know, like, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm thinking, I'm looking at it like, okay, Kyrie's a definitely a guy that can get out and get you a bucket, no lie. And um, and listen to me, I know people are like, yo, how you, who, he's not going about trading Kyrie. There's no way he's going to trade Kyrie. Just hold on. Just hear me out. When you watch them in the playoffs, Jason Tatum is 20 years old. Um, Jalen Brown, 21 years old. That's two people right there, cornerstone. You have them for the next 10 to 15 years, right? Then you have Terry Rozier, who's not that old. I think Terry Rozier might be like 24 or 25, like a Kyrie-esque age, I think. And... Um, Obviously, you got Al Holford, who's the old man, but you need the you need the veteran experience. But but hear me out. If I'm Danny Age and Kyrie's knees kind of fucked up, I might try to try to send us send a, send a package out like, yo, you know, Kyrie's coming back, you know, looking strong, you know, you know, we got we find, we th- I think we got Terry Rozier, you know, that, the type of person, and we go into that draft. You know what I mean? You go into that draft and you. Get that next young star, you know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong, Kyrie is young. Yes, I know, but he's an injury-prone man. He's injury-prone. Without LeBron, you can, you're seeing Kyrie right now as a guy that when he's f- when he's forced to do a lot of the work, his body can't hold up. Mind you, oh, you have you have Gordon Hayward coming back, so it's like okay, well, you're saying well, Kyrie over Gordon Hayward, but I'm just saying that this is Gordon Hayward's first major injury, and this is an injury that won't happen, you know, consistently. Like the man's not gonna break his leg every third game. But Kyrie's, he's been an injury-prone kind of guy. So I'm like, yo, you can package Kyrie, get get something for him, get something back, you get back into the draft. Like the way that Brad Stevens coach, he's a young man's coach, so it, it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, he can groom the next person. And like I said, Terry Rozier is really starting to show out. Rondo didn't need to score a lot. But when Rondo was dependent on, Rondo would count for almost, you know, 30 points in assists and scoring. I can see Terry Rozier with a better, he's like a better shooting Rondo, but he, he has the dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has that dog in him. So, Real talk, that Bucks game was crazy. I thought the foul on Yanis was bullshit. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, when he when he shot the free throw and they called it over the back when it was really a jump ball, I thought that was bullshit. But Chris Middleton, talk about ice in your fucking veins. Like this man with five with with zero point zero point zero five on the clock. So it was a catch and shoot situation, regardless. The man barely set his feet. Flick of the wrist, my guy. Flick of the wrist. Wet. Sends the game into overtime, and like I said, when it gets into overtime, you saw the people that showed out. But this this series, I think this series is gonna be a dog fight. I think this, I think easily the Bucks can come in and get game two easily because a lot of people are showing out. Al Horford showed out. Markeith Morris was showing out. Like, give it to him. He's a good player, but I'm like, yo, that can't be too consistent. You know what I mean? So I see Giannis going off again, 30-something points for Giannis. So I see Giannis going off again, and then I see the Bucks taking game two. But I think this series can go seven. I think this series can game seven. But if you're asking me who's going to win this one, my gut, 
My gut says Boston, but yo, I would love to see Giannis move on. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would love to see Giannis move on. Because I think Giannis right now is the heir apparent to LeBron once he gets his shot down. The closest thing to LeBron. Closest thing. I'm talking about scoring, rebounds, and assists. The closest thing to LeBron. I know, oh, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Nah, fuck that shit. Nobody, like, nobody got a stride like Giannis. Pause. Nobody got a stride like Giannis. <laughs> but... Yeah, no. This series is gonna be this series is gonna be legit. I'm gonna definitely keep my eyes on these one. Um, like I said, my the smart answer is Boston moves on, but my heart would really like to see Giannis move on on this one. But yeah, man, that was a dope. That was a dope, 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 dope game. Now I am. I did watch uh, a little bit of the. I did watch a little bit of the uh, LeBron versus Pacers. I was uh, back and forth because. It was a blowout, but I knew the Cavs could come back. But, yo, Victor Oladipo, man, Wakanda forever, bro. Wakanda forever. Victor Oladipo really showing niggas why he was drafted so high. Like, the potential for Victor coming out of college was that he was a great defender. We all knew that. But once he could package the three-pointer, yo, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, Victor or DeMar? I might go with Victor Oladipo right now. Like, DeMar DeRozan, he gets into the lane. He gets his foul shot. Don't get me wrong. But when you got a shot, when you got a jumper like Victor, I think the sky's, the sky's more of the limit for him. You know what I mean? Like, they're both superstars. They're both all-stars. But, like, Victor's just showing you a little bit more. And on the defensive side, DeMar is too lazy. Yo. He's, not, he's not digging deep like Victor is. You know what I mean? He's not ready to get – he's too, watching too much Kobe. You know what I mean? And then Victor Oladipo, his game is, I like his game. His game is strong, you know what I mean? So LeBron definitely got his hands tied with Victor, but I still think the Cavs are going to take this one. I think this is going seven games back and forth. Lance Stevenson knows this team. Well, he knows LeBron. This team's a little different. But Lance Stevenson knows LeBron. I see LeBron smiling with him. I see LeBron like, like the nigga please look like, Yo, LeBron, get your head in the game, boy, because you're down by 30. You know what I mean? Like, get your head in the game. You're worried about Lance way too much, and that's something that Lance always had over LeBron. He's always had that get into LeBron's head. Now, when I mean by over LeBron, because LeBron still wins the games, because LeBron still has better teams, but it's just the fact that you're getting LeBron out of his element, out of his character. You know what I mean? And there might be a breaking point. There might be a breaking point because this team isn't as good as the teams that LeBron faced Lance Stevenson with. He was playing with Dwayne Wade. He was playing with Chris Bosh. A lot of niggas that could take over the game if LeBron didn't have it. You know what I mean? So LeBron had a comfort zone. This team, LeBron's on edge with this team, man. LeBron don't know if Jose going to shoot out. If you don't know if uh, J.R. Smith is going to. LeBron don't know shit. And LeBron is the type of nigga that wants to control everything. And this team, he can't control this shit. Like, he doesn't, he can't tell you what's going to happen. Fucking coach is getting sick and shit. So, I think with, with this series, the smart answer, LeBron is going to take it. And I'm saying in seven, because I think, I think Oladipo is really showing you guys, like, yo, I'm here to stay. And that little stint in, that little stint in OKC wasn't me. And whatever Orlando had going on, them niggas can't run a franchise. And that was my early years. You know what I mean? So he's like, I'm fully developed. You know what I mean? So 
I can see this game going seven. I can see this game going seven. And then moving on to the Blazers versus the Pelicans, which I think was the upset of the weekend. Now, I know, oh, Anthony Davis is MVP, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I understand that, but you're dealing, you're dealing with Dame. You're dealing with CJ. You know what I mean? Like, that backcourt alone is crazy. Yeah, Drew Holiday's going, he has been a good game, but, like, come on, Drew Holiday to Dame and then CJ to fucking Eton Moore? Like, come on, it doesn't make any sense. But, yo, Anthony Davis, <laughs> I think he's definitely going to be, like, third in the MVP race behind James and LeBron, but... Anthony Davis is definitely showing me something because I've always thought like, oh, in fantasy, I would be scared to pick this man up because this man is always missing games, always missing games. So I'm like, yo, he actually stayed relatively healthy the whole season. And then with DeMarcus Cousins going down, the man, the man stepped up. The man really stepped up, did his thing. And then the nigga that won my fantasy league had this nigga on his team. So that just goes to show you, like, this was the year that if you got Anthony Davis as an MVP sleeper, you were definitely doing some work in your fantasy. But you can tell he's doing some work in these playoffs, too. Um, this was definitely, like I said, the surprise game. I thought the Blazers would have had this one. Um, going into game two, I think the Blazers will pull it out. But I, I see a dogfight, man. I see a dogfight. I, 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 I see six, six, maybe seven games. Um, but I'm, I'm I might have to give it to the Blazers still. I might have to give it to the Blazers. Um, I think it's just a lot of experience there. Anthony Davis has been swept before. You know what I mean? So it's like he's still he's still trying to get that. He's still trying to get his way. So I see a dogfight. I see Blazers taking it in at least six, uh, most of seven. So that's that. Now um, the OKC. The OKC versus uh, Utah, I did not watch that one, um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on too much in terms of what I saw because I didn't watch it. But I'll I'll give you my predictions. Um, I got OKC taking it, man. I got OKC taking. I got Russ. You got Paul George. You got Melo. You know Russ is dynamic enough. Paul George is still an All Star, and Melo, not down shooter. You know what I mean? Um, going up against you know inexperienced Utah Jazz. You know. As much as Donovan Mitchell is my rookie of the year, it's just too much, man. It's just too much. It's, it's not going to happen. It's, Donovan Mitchell reminds me of Dwayne Wade with a better jump shot. You know what I mean? Like he, He's just like gets into the lane. He, he looks short, but he's like so athletic. He's dunking on cats. Man has a, a good jumper, shoot from three. You know what I mean? Like he just he does everything well. And I think he's explosive. So I see him definitely putting up some numbers. You know what I mean? Like just that guy that's just going to go off. He's not scared to shoot the ball. You know what I mean? So I see him putting up numbers, but the numbers isn't going to get you the wins. So Donovan Mitchell, I think, is going to be rookie of the year. I'm, throwing, I'm just throwing it out there. I think Ben Simmons gonna, is going to take it because of the voters. But I would choose Donovan Mitchell. I know Ben Simmons gets you the triple-doubles, but Donovan Mitchell just – when you can get you, when you need a bucket, yo, the man will get you a bucket. And I think in this in this league, what LeBron struggled with early in his years is that he couldn't get that bucket. His biggest shot in the playoffs before was against Dwight Howard. You know what I mean? That that, that three that he hit. And trust me, when he hit that three, I was I was out the door. But it just it just shows you like LeBron will give you the ten point lead, but then when it, if it comes down to a point where you have to get the jumper, 
I don't know, man. I don't know if I could trust it. So um, Donovan Mitchell on that clutch factor alone, I'm putting, I'm giving him rookie of the year because he does everything else great. Um, so yeah, but it's not going to be enough for the rookie. Russ is moving on. You know what I mean? They're going to the second round, and I can't wait for that. And then the last game of the night, obviously, is the Houston Rockets. All in all, I think they're going to just That's a sweep. They're sweeping past him, man. They're sweeping past him. Um, too much. Just way too much, man. Just way too much. I think Timberwolves is, is a good team, solid team, but they're not ready. They're not ready. Chris Paul is there. James Harden is there. Capella, who's like top five center in the league now. You know what I mean? Just too much, man. Too much. The MVP, James Harden. So the sixth man, Eric Gordon. It's just too much firepower. Too much firepower and too much quality players. So um, it's, I think it's going to be a sweep. Um, I'm, I'm in check. I, I think it was saw that the, the Houston, yeah, Houston bust the ass 104 to 104 to 101. I just checked their score. So 104 to 101. That's actually uh, closer than I thought. But yeah, I think it's going to be a sweep, man. Houston got that. Houston got that. But yeah, man. So that's just the playoffs, the first uh, first weekend of the playoffs. I'm not coming back until next weekend, so maybe there might be some changes coming on in terms of who's still in it. Um, there might be a sweep by the time I come back on, so we'll see. We'll see. Right now, everybody, anybody can get swept. You know what I mean? That's losing right now, so we'll see how it goes. But honestly, it's my first ever. It's my first ever sports podcast. Um, it's 20 minutes long. I don't. I don't know how much long I want to be. I'm giving you guys a little insight of what it is. <laughs> but um, this is the pilot episode. <laughs> this is the pilot episode. I don't have a name yet. I got a few names in mind. I think I'm going to throw them out right now. So the first name I got in mind is the Halftime Show. That's the first one. And the second name I have in mind is Raptors Den. Um, get back to me. Give me some feedback, what you guys think. Um, I'm also help wanted. <laughs> If anybody wants to come on, co-host the show, um, I'm thinking it might be a call-in thing. Um, we can have you call in. We can talk on the phone, whatever the case might be. If so, if not, I'm doing it by myself. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see how it goes. But um, help wanted sign is definitely out there, and it is um, a not a not not paying job. Just give you the heads up. Yeah. So it's all for the love. If you love sports, you like to talk about sports, and you think your opinion matters. You know, come on the show. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing, looking forward to being back on next weekend. And hopefully the games are going to be exciting, something something we can talk about going into it. So definitely, man. Link up, Toronto. Link up, link up, link up, link up. This is your boy, Mr. New York on the ones and twos. That's the first show, boy. Let's go.